Welcome into the New Orleans Saints podcast. You'll hear from players, coaches, broadcasters, and writers that cover the NFL on a daily basis. The New Orleans Saints podcast starts right now. Here's your host, Aaron Summers. Welcome into the New Orleans Saints podcast. I'm Aaron Summers. The Saints are getting ready for their last preseason game on Sunday. They worked out at the Superdome. They had crowd noise getting pumped in, went through a lot of different situational work, and it was competitive. The defense stepped it up again, denying Derek Carr and Jake Hayner, unable to get in during the two-minute drills at the end of practice. So I don't know, sometimes it's like, is that a good thing or a bad thing? But I think the competition has been fierce throughout camp. Some days the offense wins, some days the defense wins. Either way, everybody is getting really excited for the start of the regular season. But first, we got that last preseason game this Sunday, 7 o'clock at the Caesars Superdome against the Houston Texans. The Texans at this point are 1-1 one one in preseason play. They won at New England and then they lost hosting Miami last week. Quarterback C.J. Stroud, rookie out of Ohio State, has started the past two games and has already been announced that he will start this Sunday. Backup quarterback Davis Mills probably will get some time as well, and then maybe Case Keenum. Although I think they just kind of brought Keenum in as a veteran presence to help bring along the younger Stroud. Probably see a little bit of running back Damian Pierce, wide receivers Nico Collins, Noah Barnes, and Robert Woods, and of course, their third overall pick, the edge rusher, Will Anderson Jr. out of Alabama. He had his first sack of the preseason last week against Miami. It's kind of a little unique to see the Texans in the preseason as we will be at NRG Stadium later in the regular season. We'll see them there October 15th. I don't know that we'll really be able to glean much from this game. Obviously, it might change things if Stroud is in fact their starting quarterback throughout the season but people don't really throw a lot at you during preseason play. Would have been beneficial if we had those joint practices, but those got canceled late last week. In talking to Saints head coach Dennis Allen after practice today, he did say that quarterback Jameis Winston will get the start. Jake Hayner will rotate in, and we will not see quarterback Derek Carr take a snap on Sunday. Another cool wrinkle this week, we saw quarterback coach Ronald Curry get to call the offensive plays against the Chargers. He will in fact do the same thing this weekend against the Texans. And in addition to that, defensive coordinator Joe Woods is going to have the opportunity to call the defensive plays. Dennis Allen, being a former defensive coordinator himself, is usually going to call the plays throughout the season, but this gives Woods an opportunity to take the helm this week. Lots to look forward to in this game, as there's still a lot of position battles going on. Dennis Allen said that the kickers will both participate in Sunday's game going back and forth, and that has been a tight battle. Will Lutz and Blake Groupie have done extremely well, and then we're looking towards the wide receiver room who are going to be the guys after Chris Olave, Michael Thomas, Rashid Shahid, Keith Kirkwood stepped up, A.T. Perry, their draft pick, and of late, the undrafted free agent Shaq Davis has really done very well. Nearly had a touchdown in LA. He, of course, said it was a touchdown. Fortunately, the refs did not rule it that way. Either way, he's been making some incredible catches and has definitely stood out this past week. This Sunday will be the last time for a lot of these players to show what they got as the final and only cuts of preseason will happen after the game by Tuesday. Every team in the NFL has to be down from 90 to 53. 
For today's show, Saints 5K race director Jamie Monroe will join me to give us all the details for the kickoff run on September 9th that will kick off the Saints home opener against the Tennessee Titans on September 10th. But first, let's bring in Scott Sidwell. He is the son of the late Steve Sidwell, longtime Saints assistant coach and architect of the Dome Patrol. Steve passed away Wednesday evening at the age of 78. Scott, thank you so much for joining me on the New Orleans Saints podcast. It is great to have you with us. We definitely give you our condolences here. Your father was an amazing member of our staff for quite some time. So how are you doing? We're doing great and just want to give a big heartfelt thanks to the wonderful uh, Saints organization, uh, Mrs. Gail Benson, and certainly all the wonderful people uh, that worked there, that worked there when my father was there and and my time there and, and uh, you know, my wife's time as a Saints station, we, we, we've got great connections uh, to the Saints organization and have for, you know, close to 40 years. And it's been certainly uh, something that's been very special to our family. And, and with the passing of my father, um, that outpouring of love and support has been, just been tremendous. You mentioned it. You guys were involved in so many different ways with the Saints growing up in Destrehan, being here in the New Orleans area. How was it having your father be the defensive coordinator here? You know, it was a special time uh, in our lives. It, it coincided with, um, you know, for the first time in the history of the, of the franchise going to the playoffs in 1987. And so, you know, certainly as the team uh, flourished uh, under Jim Mora and and uh, my father's time there, um, you know, that was something that that really we we grew up around and, and had to be had the pleasure and honor to be a part of. We were very blessed to to be a part of that. And, and you know, the thing that that I've remained um to be seen or remain has been seen over time is that, you know, having success there for the New Orleans Saints that galvanizes the community like nothing else. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and to be a part of that at the center of it, um, living that life was something that um, near and dear to us and something that was provided to our family by our father. And certainly the, the wonderful people of Louisiana and New Orleans and, and the, you know, South Louisiana uh, welcomed us with open arms. Uh, and then uh, certainly the success was something that was overwhelming for, for so many. Your father was the one who was behind the dome patrol and that whole era of the saints, really the first time that they had a lot of success. What do you remember about going to some of those games and your father being portrayed as this amazing coach, which he was, but that's just your dad. Yeah, look, it was it was really about uh, the wonderful people first and foremost, right? Uh, in the organization, those players were were great guys, and the remain remain great guys to this day. The people that have you know uh, reached out to our family uh, just to say how much they love my father, and and certainly being a a kid in high school um, on the sidelines in the locker room, um, you know, spending time with with Dan Simmons and Silky and, and Jay Romig and, you know, and Greg Bensel and beyond and on and on and on, you know, Dennis Lausha, um, you know, right after my father um, had left the team, joined the organization. So, so you, you, you talk about the number of people that have been there a long time, you know, having, having experienced that as a, as a young man uh, and my brother as well uh, in the community, my mom, and then certainly, uh, you know, being a part of that was just something really, really special for us. Your father started out as a linebackers coach, Vaughn Johnson, Sam Mills. Looking back on it now, those are some pretty incredible players that your father helped bring along. How cool is that, looking back on his legacy? 
Yeah, absolutely. Look, there's there obviously the don't patrol. Um, only time in the history of the NFL where all four were uh, selected in one year to the Pro Bowl, and then to have two of them uh, go on to be Pro Football Hall of Famers, and um, you know Sam Mills and Von Johnson rest their souls. Um, you know, and then thinking about Pat and Ricky, and mm-hmm. you know deservedly. Pat should be should be in there too with a gold jacket, right? And and thinking about those guys and 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 they were just a collection of of people that really loved going to work every day and they had a common purpose. And um, you know, my dad uh, certainly helped bring that out of them. You know, with those other coaches that were on that, that staff, from Vic Fangio to Dom Capers, Jimmy Mora, um, John Pease, rest is, rest is, rest in peace. Uh, you know, from those from those uh, perspective. That those were just wonderful, wonderful people at a time that that we got great, you know, athletes that came, you know, from various parts. They came from two of them from, you know, from the USFL, right? And then certainly Ricky was already there. And and then you you draft Pat. So, you know, pulling that all together at once, it was magical. It was just a magical time uh in New Orleans, a magical time for the organization. And to experience that uh, was was something special. You said your dad was able to pull something out of them. What is it about your dad's personality that brought the best out of people? Yeah, I think, you know, at its core, it was about um, he 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 really could connect with people. Um, everybody, I've, I've said this sort of the last couple of days, um, talking to so many uh, people mm-hmm. through text and phone and, and all the different avenues in which people have reached out to us. Um, look, he, he, he cared about people at their core. Right. And, and he could, he could, walk into any room. And I'm sure this is what happened in those meeting rooms. I, I wasn't there, uh, you know, uh, day in, day out, but certainly was there a lot uh, on the practice fields and, and the buses and the like, but he, he could walk in a room and, and talk to just about everybody there. And they all felt like they were the most special you know person in the room. And I think that's a unique quality that he had uh, as a person. And I'm sure it, that transcended into the success of being able to work with, those great, those great men. And they felt like, you know, coach really cared about me and coach really wanted to make sure that he put me in the best position to be successful. And, uh, and so that was something that I think was a, a great quality of his. You yourself played baseball. Why not football? <laughs> well, I played, played in high school. I didn't, uh, didn't, didn't, didn't continue to play, uh, in college. Uh, but, uh, but had a, a wonderful time as a Destrehan fighting Wildcat, uh, you know, uh, playing four years there and, and that whole community and, and, you know, very, very similar to, you know, type of feeling um, you have success and, and that community rallies behind you and you get going. And so, you know, there's really something special about the, the culture of South Louisiana. It's, it starts with people and people's love for each other and love for their, you know, who they are and, and what they believe in and how they, how they roll, you know, and, and that's uh that was something that, that, you know, for me um, as a baseball player going on to play at Tulane, um, we felt that same thing there as well. So, you know, it, it was pretty consistent theme uh, for us throughout. Yeah. You went to Brown for a little while and then came back to New Orleans because of that, right? It drew you back in and that's yeah. why you joined Tulane. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I, uh, I came, came, came back home um, to, uh, to join the, the Tulane program after two great years at Brown and, and, uh, and really, you know, was there 22 years and, and my wife, uh, Samantha, uh, of, you know, 30 years now, we've been able to, you know, uh, grow our family and, and her family is still there in Destrehan and, and beyond in South Louisiana. So we're excited about, uh, excited about that and, and always having a chance to get home. 
What did you learn from your dad that maybe started your love for sports and got you involved in it, not only in your playing days, but also in your career? Yeah, listen, I think there's there's there was always something special about being in the arena, right? Um, having the opportunity to to come to practices as a young young person and be and be a part of it. Um, again, so many conversations over the last few days I've I've had with with many folks, but being able to to uh, as a young person you know, be a part of what he did every day uh, was really cool. And that's something I've, you know, been able to share with my family, uh, you know, through, throughout my career. And, and from that, you know, perspective, I think that that makes it special. Do you have a moment that you remember that just ep- epitomized being there, watching your dad have the success that he did? Yeah, I think it's, you know, look, there, there were so many um, moments, right. Um, you know, stopping stopping the Steelers on the goal line to solidify the winning season for the first time. Um, yeah, I get choked up thinking about it. Um, being down in the New Orleans Hilton, um, heading on the bus down to the, the Superdome for the first playoff game. Special, special times. Yeah, and I'm sure there was so much love and joy in the city and the fans, the appreciation they had for your father and what he did for our organization and for them brought a lot of joy to their lives. So we yeah, all really, really appreciate it. Well, thank you. And, 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 and I, I will say this, uh, I said it earlier that, that our family certainly appreciates the love. We feel it. I'm glad because as I said, you're such an important part and it is a family here always. Absolutely. That's, I, I will say, look, I, I think, you know, that's something that uh, always admired about Mr. Benson uh, and his organization, right? There's you know, great loyalty to the people you think about Jay Romick, 48 years, right? Of being, mm-hmm. being coming, coming and, and representing the Houdats, right? And representing all the people that, that he knows in the community and, and, and um, Sundays are special, right? And, and I think back to, you know, um, high school, it was Friday night, Destran, you know, Saturday, Tulane and LSU and Sunday, the Saints, right? Yeah. And that's, that's what we did. That's how we grew up. And it's still that way. It's still that way. We are looking forward to another season of that coming up really soon. Hopefully you'll be yes. able to get back for a game sometime this year. Yeah. You know, we've been, we've been very fortunate um, over, over the last, you know, many, many years. Um, we always try to make a game, uh, whether that's getting home for, for a few days and, and uh, around a holiday and, and getting to the Superdome or, or even on the road. Um, that's been fun too, to, to wherever we've been in and around the country, having the opportunity to, to pick up the phone and, call Greg Benzel and, and Jay and, and others and say, Hey, we're coming to the game and getting down on the sideline and seeing all the great people and then going to the game. That's, that's been a lot of fun for us. Good. I'm glad you better get those calls in early. Cause I think it's going to be a good season and a lot of people are going to yeah. want to come watch. <laughs> yeah, no, that's, that's a, that's a neat, uh, that's a neat part of, of something special that we've been able to do. And I, and I know we're looking forward to, I mean, it's, it's funny. The, uh, you know, we've had the Sunday ticket now for however long we were inaugural members, right? And mm-hmm. and that's what we do. We watch, watch them on Sundays. We're all all the places we've been around the country. So, um, yeah, we're we're hoodats at heart, and uh, we'll always will be. There you go. You always definitely be a big part of the family here and in our hearts, as your father will always be. But I appreciate the time so much and sharing a little bit of your stories and your memories with us. And and we'll see you later this season. 
Hey, thanks so much. And, and thanks so much to the entire Saints organization. And thanks uh, to Mrs. Benson for for allowing us to to feel that love and, and all the great people in the organization and the people of Louisiana that have um, rallied around us here. And um, who that? Appreciate Scott for the time and our thoughts are with the family. As we mentioned, the Saints season will be here soon and there is a lot of excitement around this team. You can be a part of that at the Saints 5K kickoff run. Now let's bring in race director Jamie Monroe for all the details. Jamie, thank you so much for joining me on the New Orleans Saints podcast. You're in town a little bit early for a special event. What's going on? Yeah, we're hosting the Saints 5K presented by uh, Hancock Whitney. It'll be our 11th year. Fans start and finish in, or start in Champion Square, finish on the 50-yard line, and it's just an annual tradition to kick off the season. When you have Saints fans that come together and they get to end up at the 50-yard line in the Caesar Superdome, what kind of atmosphere is that? I, it's incredible. I mean, I, I participate in a lot of races. I manage a lot of races. This is our largest event of the year. Over 5,000 fans annually show up. They get a run into the French Quarter. They come back around. And, and I think one of the greatest things is, is it kicks off the season, it's usually hot, and then you're finishing in air conditioning. So on the 50-yard line, you come through the tunnel just like a player. It's, it's amazing. So, Do you ever lose anybody in the French Quarter? Uh, no, but I would say we have a lot of track. walkers. I mean, <laughs> you know, every year we have the, the running club um, loyalists that are going to come out and race a really fast time, you know, do 16, 17 minutes overall, five-minute miles. But most of the people are coming out 10, 15-minute miles, even even walkers, and, and treating it like a parade and, and like a true fan would. So um, it's it's meant to be fun. Um, you know, people put together a teams. We have a team competition, and we've had, in some years, um, corporate teams of over 100 people put together. They, they create their own T-shirts. They come out. They do, they do a quick stroll through the French Quarter, um, finish on the 50-yard line the day before the game. And then when they're watching the game, they can say, I was there. Yeah, absolutely. You mentioned that it's hot. Obviously, it's New Orleans, but it happens in the morning because you kind of hopefully beat the heat with the timing of the race. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, I, I, I might be exaggerating a little bit, It is, but it is just a, it's a clear benefit because even when you run in the morning, you get warm by the time you're done. Um, we start at 730 um, before the heat really, really comes up. Um, you get a hangout on the field, um, cheerleaders, Sir Saint, Gumbo, the, the mascots. Um, we'll have legend players come out. Um, sometimes the owner makes an appearance. So it's it's a very uh, great, cool experience. Um, and then when you're finished, um, we have live entertainment in Champion Square, um, a, a beer garden, award ceremony. Um, so it's, it's really a great way to get ready for the kickoff on the live, the home game the very next day. Yeah. I'm sure a lot of the fans or the runners dress up. Have you seen any fun costumes? Oh, we do. We do do a costume contest every okay. year, too. We, I wouldn't say everyone participates because it's a lot of a commitment to run in that costume, too. Uh, but we've had some coach lookalikes. I mean, we've had some player lookalikes. Uh, it's it's pretty incredible. And then, and then just the normal, you know, uh, I wouldn't say normal, but Pope outfits and people, the crazy people that you would see at a game that are just true hardcore Saints fans mm-hmm. um, that are doing anything they can to support the team. I'm, lo- I'm sure a lot of black and gold. Yep. If you're participating in the race, you said you get a medal and a t-shirt? Yeah, so you get uh, a finisher medal, a Saints branded, uh, Saints uh, t-shirt. Um, you also get access to the post party with you know pretty much as much beer as you can drink, um, within reason, obviously. And then... Uh, <laughs> 
uh, access to the 50-yard line. I mean, there, there are very, very few events, um, uh, you guys all know, that where you get access to be on the turf, on yeah. the field. And this isn't sidelines or, or end zone even. It's in the middle of the field. So um, it's quite an experience. It's a memorable one. And we have people that have participated in all 11 years. And then we have people that, you know, any chance they can to make it to New Orleans, they come out and do it. So they get to run out of the tunnel just like a player would on game day. Just like on game day. And, and you know, we add um, often some of the special effects and the lighting and, and the big screen. I think um, one of the cool things when you're running and you, you're looking up, you can see yourself finishing on the on the big video board. Mm-hmm. So you're tired, you come into the stadium, you kind of have this sort of vast feeling of like this. It's so big, much bigger when you're on the field and you look out of the stands that most people don't get to experience that. Yeah. And so you get that, that big feeling of vastness and then you look up and then there's your face sort of like giant as you come in so we set up a camera and give it give everyone an opportunity to see themselves finishing on the field so it's it's amazing that's really unique because working with the team I've been on the field but I've never run through the tunnel like that and I've never seen myself on the video board that big so I am sure that's a lot of fun for the people that are participating as far as photo ops go is there stuff that's set up out there on the field yeah, we have a couple, uh, you know, photo backdrops. We we generally, because everyone has a phone, just let them mm-hmm. take their own photos. Um, you know, this this event will have over 5,000 runners. So we do have some professional photos. It's hard to get everyone. So what's nice is um, we usually set up some stanchions uh, on on the numbers, the 50 numbers, and people line up to take pictures that they were there. And, mm-hmm. and then we do some photo backdrops off the side. And then, of course, um, you know, for the people that are coming out of town and aren't, aren't used to going to a home game or experience – um, there's just the the atmosphere and the scenery that they can use there too. Yeah, about how many people are you expecting? Yeah, I mean it's always between five and seven thousand runners, so it's a it's a good showing. I mean it's um, as far as five Ks go, the standalone 5Ks. I think we are the largest 5K in the nation, mm-hmm. so it says a lot about Saints fans. Um, and then we also have a kids half mile um, fun run that starts at 9 a.m. And the kids are great because they they kind of run out of Champion Square in reverse that the adults run, so it's shorter. And then they go right into the tunnel and finish on the 50-yard line. So parents of toddlers that maybe didn't run the 5K um, but want to participate can, you know, hold their four-year-old's hands and watch them jog a half mile down the road and into the tunnel and finish on the 50-yard line too. Yeah. How many years have they been doing the 5K here? 11 years. Okay. It's been 11 years. So, so um, you know, I think – you know, maybe 20, 30 years ago, there might have been um, a Saints sort of char- sure. charitable 5K. But um, this is this is probably the longest standing in the NFL. There's a few teams that also have runs that have been going on for a while, but the Saints has been pretty consistent. So yeah. weird. Saints doing everything the best. <laughs> you mentioned charity. Each year, proceeds go to a different one, a different organization. Who is it this year? Yeah, what's so great about um, the ownership of the Saints is that um, the, the community giving is 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 just so generous and every year we find a cause that means something to the community and this year I'm um, no different it's the Louisiana National Guard Foundation so they're supporting uh, National Guardmen who may be called up or or activated um, veterans um, all all army veterans all National Guard veterans and then their families so it's good cause good community and um, and so I think uh, this year it's a it's a veteran uh, focused charity which we've never done and and I think it'll it'll go a long ways. Any information other than saints5k.com? Yeah, saints5k.com is the website. Yeah. So, 
Yeah, that, I mean, that's really all you need, saints5k.com, and you'll get there. And um, there is a price increase this Sunday. Okay. Um, so sooner the better. You're always going to get a better price. You kind of get penalized for waiting and seeing. So so sign up. There's there's no excuses to to get a good running shirt. If you're not sure what to wear, wear the shirt that we give you. It, it'll be great. Um, yeah. Let's see what else. I mean, uh, often we have some jambalaya um, for the fans afterwards, uh, you know, so they'll, they'll be food and then the traditional bananas and bars and things like that. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, really the experience is um, getting out 7,000 fans, the anticipation of the season, you yeah. know, we know we're going to be playoff bound, but let's get excited about it now and, and, and start the, start the culture, start, start the excitement. So, uh, and then, and then, uh, either watch or come back in person the next day and, and watch us win. Yeah. Tennessee Titans that next day, Sunday, 12 o'clock game. So it is a real kickoff for the season, which I think will be a good indicator of how fun the season is going to be in itself. Are you going to race? Do you do that? Or do you have to kind of watch everything? Uh, I don't, okay. I, 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 uh, I wish I could. I, <laughs> I have a couple staff members that I let race, but I wait until the race starts and then and then they go and it's good because they get to see like the experience of the fans. Sure. But generally, I'm out there just in case of emergency. I'm I'm always there, but um, I, I you know I, I get out and race my own races every now and again. Um, I mean it's it's an experience and uh, yeah, I I wish I could race, but it it'll it's just as much fun watching everyone else and. You know what's unique about our race, even though it starts at 7:30, with because we have so many people, it it takes about 30 minutes to get everyone off of the start line. So, um, for people who are running late or or want to take it less serious, they you know they just kind of hang out and then yeah. yeah and then fill in the start line when they're ready and then they go. So, we have the fast people up front and then the 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 jolly joggers in the back and and, and then it, me it all works in the out. very very back. Yeah, <laughs> walkers, strollers, all in the back. Yep. Yeah. Well, it sounds like such a fun event. I'm excited for it. As you mentioned, you can go to saints5k.com to sign up, and we'll see all the Saints fans out there. Yeah. Well, thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Thank you. Do not wait. Head to saints5k.com now to get those tickets. Next episode of the Saints podcast will be out Monday. In the meantime, I'll see you at the Dome Sunday, 7 o'clock, as the Saints take on the Houston Texans in their last preseason game. You can catch it on Fox if you can't make it to the Dome. Enjoy the weekend and go Saints. Thanks for listening to the New Orleans Saints podcast. Join us three times per week on NewOrleansSaints.com, the Saints mobile app, or you can download the podcast on iTunes. We'll see you next time right here on the New Orleans Saints podcast.